Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Lynn. It's Mental Health Month, and we are being joined by yet another amazing mental health advocate to discuss the work that they are doing and how it aligns with Sustainable Development Goal 3, Good Health and Well-Being. All the way from Florida, we are joined by your Miss Treasure Coast and my pick for Miss Florida, Keisha Florville. Keisha, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing within your community service initiative, Reach From Within, an effort to overcome? Yes. So, well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. This has been a long time coming, but just a little bit about me. My name is Keisha Florville. I'm a 21-year-old undergrad student at Florida Atlantic University, and I am studying social work with aspirations to become a mental health therapist. I would say that I'm multi-passionate. And so when I came up with the Reach From Within initiative, it was really to focus on just the issues that are going on with you know the mental health crisis in America. But I also wanted to kind of focus on um, developing emotional wellness as well. And I think that that's something that I'm really learning a lot about this year. And I'm excited to just kind of bring that knowledge and those skills to Miss Florida. And I'm off to compete in about a month or so. So wish me luck, everybody. (laughs) I feel like all of the state competitions come up so quickly. So it's awesome seeing everybody's kind of like in the middle of of getting ready. So I'm very grateful to you for taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule to meet with us today. But I know that you talked about mental and emotional wellness. So can you tell us a little bit about what emotional wellness is and what that looks like? Yes. So it's pretty much the opposite of um, a mental health crisis. So emotional wellness is the ideal state of mind that you could possibly be in. Um, It's correlated and integrated with the um, elements of positive psychology. And so it's really about kind of rewiring your brain almost after going through a traumatic experience or after dealing with a mentally um, challenging season and just kind of rewiring your brain to Um, focus more on the positivity of life and how to cope with certain things. Um, And so hopefully this year at competition, I'll be able to bring to the table um, just different coping skills that I've learned and I want to share with the world as well. And also um, just tips and tricks on how to attain a emotionally stable life. How can individuals identify when their mental health is being negatively impacted? Yeah, so sometimes it's hard because, you know, oftentimes there are signs um, and just different things that you can kind of look for an individual to be able to tell if they are struggling with mental health. But sometimes, you know, there is something called high functioning depression. And we also saw last year how there was another pageant contestant in a different pageant system who died by suicide and they were the happiest person that you probably could ever see on social media, but they were dealing with high functioning depression. So it's either um, one or two things sometimes. It's either, you know, their um, just emotional well being seems to have shifted. They are not as focused on certain things. They are not as positive on certain things and they just aren't themselves. It's almost like somebody's just adopting a different personality. Um, and it, that can look like depression, that can look like anxiety, it can look like a lack of motivation. And so there's what, that aspect of things. And then there's also the person who is just maybe overly happy. They 
are extremely skilled at masking their emotions or masking what they are going through. And they never seem to um, just take time to stop and really focus on their internal well-being, which is why they may seem like the happiest person in the world. They are the last person to admit that they need help and they're always wanting to help other people. And so it's hard because you think, okay, well, how are we supposed to differentiate between the two? Well, there are mental health screenings that are offered. Um, you know, Some of them are free and some of them are not free. But one thing that I want to do with my Reach and Within initiatives is get those screenings into everybody's hands, um, into our youth's hands in schools, because that is how we will truly impact the next generation, as well as adults. And I mean, most adults have jobs. So one thing I want to bring is, you know, implement those in the professional setting and also in pageant contestants, because that's just something that's not talked about enough as well. I really, I really like the point that you brought up about Chesley Creased. Um, She, for our listeners who might not be familiar, uh, she was a former Miss USA. She was amazing. And one of those people that you did, you watched her and you thought she's got to be the happiest person alive. And it's actually interesting because Miss Pennsylvania was on last week, a dear friend of mine, Alyssa Bainbridge. And um, she also talks about mental health. She dealt with the loss of her brother and her family, you know, has, has struggles of its own with mental health. And so she serves as an advocate. And she says very openly that the first time she ever realized she wasn't taking care of her own mental health, especially as an advocate was when she heard that Chesley had had died by suicide. And I think it shook a lot of us um, in this industry. It was, it was a terrifying thing. And so I think you make an excellent point that it's not always, we have to look out for the people that you would never suspect Mm -hmm. um, who are always out there. So what do you think, like, what are your best tips for somebody to take care of their own mental health and also to help support others in doing the same? So I think that it would surprise a lot of people that you know, you can actually just really be open and honest on social media. And you probably expect the outcome to be, you know, people maybe judging you or just thinking that your life isn't as perfect as everyone else is. But once I started to truly um, just admit the things that I was going through, you know, after Chesley Chris passing, I realized how important that was. And so I decided to post on social media about it. And I got so, so much support. And in addition to support, I also was able to acquire resources from, you know, other organizations or from other people that maybe knew a little bit more about mental health than me at the time. And it just helped me so much. So I really just want to encourage everybody to, you know, post your highlights, of course, post positivity on social media. We all love to see it, but also don't be afraid to post your lowlights too, because there might be somebody else out there who needs to see somebody else, you know, dealing with real life circumstances. They need to see that somebody else Um, you know, shares a similar story to them. And it's really just going to be a domino effect of us just helping each other out. Um, In addition to that, if you are part of a school or an organization or a workplace that offers mental health resources, just take hold of those things because it's not available to everybody. And it sucks and it's sad, but truly take advantage of those things and you'll just see how much your physical and mental well-being just improves because both of those things are interrelated. That was like a perfect transition into my next question. And this is one I, my best friend in the world, Amanda Grace Career, is a mental health professional and she's a youth, uh, peer support specialist. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And she loves this question. And she's like, ask her, ask her this question. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so how do you feel that media, especially social media impacts mental health? Yes. So one thing about it is that you can look on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook right now, and you are going to see, you know, maybe even the first thing that pops up on your timeline is you're going to see somebody living their absolute best life. And, you know, we can kind of go through these social media pages and, you know, we scroll, we scroll, we scroll, and all we see is smiling faces. And all we see is um, just a good time. And it just, it just, it's kind of unrealistic, you know, because what we are seeing most of our friends doing is we're, we are seeing them live these kind of um, just unattainable lives. And at the same time, we don't see enough of people going through realistic things. We don't see enough people talking about their mental health struggles. We don't see enough people, you know, admitting that they, um, you know, are not perfect. And so I think that social media needs to change. I think that's where the revolution is going to start with this generation. I mean, especially with how impressionable the youth is, they need to see, you know, us older women um, as role models and as leaders, and they need to see us, you know, having real talk with one another. And I just really hope that in 2023, in 2024 with this next pageant season, especially pageant contestants, that they can just kind of come forward and be honest. The competition is great and all, but why don't we post one of our low lights for the week? Why don't we talk about how sometimes it's stressful, right? Like, why don't we create a safe space on social media? And so um, I think this just goes for everybody. But again, just want to encourage everyone to um, just really tune in to who you actually are, not who you are 50% of the time. And I just think that if everyone was able to kind of grasp that idea and everyone was able to respect, you know, our highs and lows, then we would just see such a dramatic change in the mental health crisis. I love that. I think that's a great idea. I know that, um, and I, I agree. I think this is something that we talked about a few weeks ago is that, you know, social media is the best version of yourself. Uh, I always laugh. There's a photo of my boyfriend on my Instagram that I very clearly, well, you can't tell in the photo um, looking at it, but he definitely had a unibrow at the time. And I Photoshopped that right out. No, he did not. What unibrow? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But And you're exactly right. Social media is not always real and it's not real life. And I think that's a beautiful point. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like to see that there are women out there who feel confident and comfortable in talking about the reality of we are not these these exact images that maybe are only the images that are being portrayed out there. Right. But switching switching gears a little bit to more yes. talk about the impact that you are having. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about your involvement and partnership with the Herd Foundation? Oh my goodness. Yes, of course. So I actually met Rhonda last year after Miss Florida um, because I knew that I wanted to go into mental health advocacy, but I also wanted to be a part of an organization who kind of already had a head start because, you know, it can kind of be hard. This is a huge social impact. I mean, one of the largest. I truly think that the mental health crisis is, you know, the cause of all causes. It's interconnected with every one's cause, if that makes sense. And so I was kind of looking on Google <laughs> um, for a an organization that supports mental health in its entirety and is also making an impact in my community. And what do you know it? There is this equine therapy ranch that is just two minutes from my house, literally right next to the gas station that I go to almost every single day. And I was like, 
this is, you know, meant to be. And so it took maybe about a month or so for me to get an email back from the um, leader of the organization. And honestly, it has blown my mind. And it's just been such a humbling experience to be a part of the Heart of the Herd Foundation and just be an ambassador for veterans mental health, as well as youth in crisis mental health. And I have recently been even more involved this year and there are amazing things coming. Um, So one thing is we do an annual fundraiser in November, which if any of you guys are in the South Florida area, I would love to encourage you to come out. But that is pretty much the main fundraiser that they do all year. Um, And so it's really important because it is a nonprofit organization. People have the opportunity to recover from traumatic experiences recover from, you know, all the things that come with being a veteran through um, training with horses and through learning how to build a relationship with a horse. And it's amazing. And you really wouldn't think that it's something that's so powerful, but I've seen it firsthand. And I'm not just saying that I don't get paid to say that. I think if you have tried everything and you feel like you're at your wits end, try equine therapy, it's fun. It's amazing, but it's also effective. So the beauty of the Miss America organization is the fact that we have sisters all over the country. And I always like to say, whether I know you, whether I've met for you, met you, I'm rooting for you. Um, but it's crazy because that's actually how we met um, by happenstance in a Starbucks in the middle of South Florida. Yes. I happened to be there doing some work for Girl Scouts and- oh. And you were there and I saw a jacket that just had your title on it. And it was the funniest thing in the world because I remember thinking, there's no way I'm going to go out there and bother this girl oh and and just make a fool of myself in front of her. But I was like, <laughs> you know what? I would be remiss if I didn't go take this opportunity to meet my sister. And yes. I'm so grateful that I did. And I'm so grateful that you are here. But what has been, I mean, I know that we talked a little bit about it earlier that you've only been a part of the Miss America organization for two years. Yes. What has been your biggest takeaway so far? Honestly, I think that, you know, I know this might be overused, but I seriously think the sisterhood is just the most amazing thing. Just the fact that I, you know, met a random girl at Starbucks. I just so happens to be you who lives in Pennsylvania and we're able to connect on things without literally knowing anything about each other. But I'm sure if, you know, it wasn't for the podcast, we could probably talk for hours on end about, you know, our talent and just our experience and our social impact. And it's given me just this community of people that are just so, you know, they're like-minded, but they're also just so goal oriented. I think the biggest takeaway is that, you know, there's one, there's always somebody that is going to want it more than you. And two, that you can never, um, you know, make your goals too big. You really can't because I just see all these women who just have these amazing goals and who want to be, you know, the next president and who want to be, um, you know, leaders of fortune 500 companies. And it just shows that we are the women who can. And I mean, even our Miss America, Grace Stanky, that is her, you know, social impact platform. And I seriously have felt like just a more empowered woman since joining the organization last year, really not knowing what I was getting into, but I just knew that this was something that I was called to do. And honestly, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Seriously. It's just been absolutely amazing and I can't thank the organization enough like that we we don't talk about enough how this has just helped us grow so much I mean interview prep I mean stage presence all the things that you you know will need in the future to be successful I mean I've gotten and gained from this organization 
So in getting ready to compete and as you're preparing to compete for Miss Florida, what are you looking forward to the most? Hmm. I honestly, I'm looking forward to competing against myself last year because last year was my first year ever hitting a pageant stage. I really grew up this very shy girl who had um, a lot of wits, a lot of, you know, dreams, a lot of ideas, and I never knew where to put them out. And I journaled a lot and I write, and I also have a writing blog as well. But other than writing, I didn't know where else to get my ideas out. And so the fact that I get 10 minutes in an interview room and somebody is willing, you know, five or six judges are willing to sit there and listen to me and they want to hear my ideas has honestly just been a dream come true. And then again, thousands more people will be watching on live stream and will be in the audience to hear about what I've been working on um, as a mental health advocate, but as well as just, they want to know who I am. And so that's super cool. And that's super amazing. I think I, like I said, I'm a more empowered woman than I was last year around this time. And so I'm just more excited than ever to show the people who I've become, um, but also just prove to myself that I can and will do all the things that I have set out to do. And so that's just been amazing. That's honestly the best approach I've ever heard. Um, for somebody walking into competition, because you're right. Like we, we all want this, obviously none of us are doing this because we don't want the job. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but you're right. The the best thing that you can do at the end of the day is to just improve and grow and to be better than you were the year before. Last year was my ninth year competing at the Miss Pennsylvania competition. And it was the first year I had ever been a finalist and it was like mind blowing and awesome. And now all I can hope is that I can go again this year do the same thing or do better. So I, I totally understand that feeling and desire to just grow as a person. Um, but let's say June comes and goes and you are the next Miss Miss Florida. Yes. What comes next for your community service initiative as you prepare for Miss America? Yes. So one thing about my reach within initiative is it is very self-explanatory. I really want to reach the community of Florida overall from within. And so, you know, what's most important, I think, is realizing that our youth is our future. It really is. And I have partnered up with the Pace Center for Women, which is an alternative school for women that promotes emotional wellness and helps um, girls specifically who have gone through traumatic experiences or who are recovering from um, grade forgiveness and just all of those things. It helps those women rise up to become an empowered woman like I would like to say that I am today. And so I would love to bring attention to organizations like the Pace Center for Women, which is really a school for mental health. And they promote, you know, exactly what I'm promoting in my initiative. I'd also love to bring attention to the Heart of the Herd Foundation and all of the other organizations that I believe will contribute to us increasing the um statistic, I want us to go from, you know, one in five Americans are struggling with, you know, mental health illnesses to five out of five Americans are are learning about emotional wellness and are well aware of positive psychology and the power that that brings back to individuals who are struggling with certain things. I mean, I myself have struggled with mental health and last January specifically was probably the hardest season of my life. Um, in mental health. And I also grew up with a family who was very unaware of their own mental health struggles. But I chose my degree in social work because I know that I am not a victim. And I know that there are um, just skills and resources out there to help others overcome. 
And so as Ms. Florida, I'm going to make sure that people know that they are an overcomer and they just haven't acquired the resources yet. And so bringing attention to those organizations um, on the Miss Florida stage, as well as the Miss America stage, hopefully, uh, I think will just make all the, all the difference. And for the next 100 years of Miss America, or just America as a whole, I think, you know, there is just, there's change coming, there's hope coming. And so I'm just so excited to see what that looks like for us. Um, and just so excited to see what people take away from my initiative. I just love that. And I think, I mean, that's all that you can do is prepare and hope. And I mean, I, I am going to speak for myself and I think I'm going to speak for all of our listeners when I say that I could just listen to you talk forever. Um, you are so incredibly, I mean, all of the women in this organization are well-spoken, but you very obviously know what you're talking about. And that's like the first hurdle to get over. And so I think that you are going to do amazing things and, and obviously only get better as time goes on. Um, but unfortunately we have come to our last question for our interview, but this is my favorite (laughs) question. And Mm -hmm. it's one that I've asked every single guest who's been a part of our podcast so far. So Keisha, what is one piece of advice or what is one thing that you would tell a young person who wants to change the world for the better? Yes. So one thing I would say is this is something I recently learned. Oftentimes when we think of achieving our goals or just overcoming any issues in the world or just being a role model to people out there, one thing that we tend to do is we look to our role models and we say, okay, what did they do and how can I do that? I mean, let's just say for an example, our favorite Miss America or our favorite philanthropist. Sometimes we kind of look at their, um, we look at their path and we're kind of like, okay, how can I follow that path or how can I be there next week or next year? So one thing that I would say is don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10. I mean, seriously, I can't say I can't emphasize that enough like we cannot compare ourselves to other people comparison is a thief of joy and so find yourself and find your own path and find your you know your own goals and your own dreams and instead of looking to people that inspire you I mean it's not a bad thing look in the mirror look at yourself and say okay how can I become the person that God has called me to be because I you know, was not called to be the last year's Miss America. I wasn't. We were all made so different and so unique. And, you know, my story is still being written. And so who am I to look at their story, you know, because they probably were in the same exact position as you, you know, at another time. And so just keep that in mind, whether you're competing, you know, whether you're a role model or whether you're just a human being. I mean, if we can all take something from that, I think that we would just be a more realistic society and we would all be able to um, achieve our goals and dreams with um, fruition and we would truly see and truly you know see ourselves for who we were called to be and not the person that we wish we were. Keisha thank you so much for sharing your story and for telling everybody about the awesome work that you're doing. I know that I am super excited to see everything that you're going to do at Miss Florida this year because I just have such I have such a great feeling about you and And I have all of the best wishes for you, but to our listeners at home, you can learn more about Keisha's mission by following her on Instagram at miss treasure coast. Be sure that you follow her so you can see everything she's doing to get ready for miss Florida. And you can watch her rocket on the miss Florida stage, but guys, you can learn more about how you can achieve the United nations sustainable development goals by following us on Instagram at sisters and sustainability podcast. And it's sustainability starts with you. 
Join the hashtag SysPodNation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening. Yeah.